I am now. All right. Hey, it's another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. Patrick, how was your Christmas? Oh, this is the first one after Christmas. That's right. My Christmas was great. Jamie, how was your New Year's? My New Year's was so great, except that someone stole my catalytic converter underneath my car. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was kind of fun to start the car up and it sounded like a race car. That's, did you rev it a little bit? Yeah, it was just, it was screaming at me. Like neighbors were coming out looking to see, you know, what was going on in the neighborhood. And I shut the car off and I said, well, I guess I'm not taking this car today. (laughs) That's epic. And a bummer. That's a big bummer. It's a bummer. So if, if, if you happen to be a catalytic converter thief and a fan of this podcast, um, I would like to tell you, please return my catalytic converter if you can. Um, and also, I forgive you because I'm a forgiving guy. You know, that's kind of what Jesus calls us to do. So you're forgiving catalytic converter thief. And also reach out if uh, you fit all of those specifications. We want to know. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, we'll have you as a, 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 a guest, guest on the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it would be great to hear from someone in a different profession other than ministry. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a Toyota truck and a VW car that both have catalytic converters. Come on over, can sniff those out and we'll have you on the show. I don't know if you want to lay down the challenge like that, Pat. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. So good. Good luck figuring out where we are recording from in our very secret home studios. That's right. Very secret. Um, uh, pa- Patrick, what, did, what was your favorite gift that you got for Christmas? Oh, favorite gift. Well, that's a, that's an easy one. Uh, my wife, Megan got me an Apple watch. Ooh, there it is for one reason mm. it's to wear while I go surfing. Okay. So, and what is it? What is it? Uh, what does it tell you? Or what does it tell her when you're surfing? Doesn't tell her anything. It just tells me a bunch of health data, how many waves I caught, how far I went, how far I paddled, speed, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It'll tell you how fast you're going on a wave. Oh yeah. There's so many features. I probably don't even know all of them yet. So Patrick, what's your top speed? I've never heard of speed on waves. Well, I, have you have you logged a top speed on the wave? I have my top speed so far, and I've only worn it once surfing yesterday. Okay, my top speed was fifteen point six miles per hour. Wow. Okay, that's pretty quick. That's faster than like a pretty good little electric scooter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I hope to get into the twenty-five mile per hour range eventually, uh, but we will see what happens. But that is uh, my top speed so far. Jamie, what was your favorite Christmas present? Um, I, you know, I got a lot of Christmas gifts, clothing. I always like clothing because I hate picking out what to wear. And so when like the, what I'm wearing right now, this like sweatshirt shirt thing was a gift. Um, really like it. It's comfortable. Uh, and then uh, my brother sent me a tow rope for my Jeep. Oh, whoa, Really? Yes, so that if I get stuck somewhere or if someone I'm with is stuck, I can hook the rope up between the two cars and I can pull them out or they can pull me out. Nice. There you go. That's epic. Is it yellow? It is not yellow. It's blue. Okay. Nice. 
Nice. Blue tow rope. There, there it is. Yeah. Should have well, just towed, towed your car, your Jeep to the shop with the tow rope with your you other know, car. You I, know, I guess I could have done that. <laughs> that would have taken a couple people. Maybe you should have gotten involved on it. But Yeah. But All Pat, right. what passage are we in today? I was just about to say, we've, we've done enough updating. There you go, listeners. A little update on us. Uh, we are back because it's Wednesday. In the Minor Prophets, we have a few more to go. All right. And today we're in Habakkuk. Oh, wow. Habakkuk. Yeah. We're going to just check out five little verses from Habakkuk, chapter three. We're going to look at verses 16 through 19. You know, I look at this passage, or I look at this, this book here, and I think this is probably the most difficult book to pronounce. I, I don't even know. I mean, am I pronouncing it correct here? I don't know. Let me let me listen. <laughs> I mean, Habakkuk, I've heard people say that, I, but you know, you never know. You Habakkuk. really never know. But let me look at the um, some of my info here on the old computer yeah. and see what it says. Habakkuk. Wow. There's a lot of uh, different sounds in the Hebrew there, but it's like Habakkuk. Have a kook. Have a kook. Have a kook. Maybe not Habakkuk. exactly like that. But, you know, however you pronounce it, just know there's a lot of K's and A's and an H at the beginning. So there you go. Yeah. Um, All right. Chapter 3, we, verse 16. Let's just dive right into it here. We're just jumping in. I. It says this. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nations invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior." The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights for the director of music on my stringed instruments. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There we go. Yeah, man. This is some crazy stuff here. Yeah. Very feely. You know, lots of. Yeah. 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 And very, uh, very descriptive. You know, it's yeah. taking you on a little bit of a journey here, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Taking us on a journey. Verse 16, it starts out by saying, my heart pounded, my lips quivered, my legs trembled. Uh, I have heard that that is a description of the Holy Spirit being very active and present in your life. You sometimes tremble. Hmm. Have you ever heard of that kind of description before? Uh, yeah. And the, you know, there's, there has been like some Holy Spirit stuff where people will like shake because they feel like, you know, God's presence is on them. Um, and I haven't really experienced that firsthand, but, uh, the other like trembling that people will, will have too, is like out of fear, you know, like old cartoons. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen those like old cartoons and someone will be afraid and they'll start like shaking because they're so afraid. I don't know if I've ever been shaking because I was afraid. I've been like shaking because I was cold before, but never afraid. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I've been shaking because I've been cold. That happens frequently for me when I'm surfing, but I've never been trembling because I was afraid. Uh, but uh, this, I don't know if the feeling is necessarily uh, afraid, but maybe it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see. Um, you know, I, I it could be right. It's like your legs trembling, your lips are quivering. There's there's like sort of a feeling of anticipation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, that something's gonna happen. Uh, that there's like something big's gonna happen. But it could it could also be with fear. I, I looked up the word for trembled here in verse sixteen, and uh, one of the ways of saying it is it's either like to be to get excited or to tremble or to quake with fear is even an option. So fear can be a part of it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy. Um, what verse are we on now? Are we still halfway the, through sixteen? Yeah, halfway th- <laughs> halfway through sixteen. Hey, we've only made it through half a verse, Pat. Oh man, we're a little rusty here. Yeah, yeah. I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Okay, so mm. that part makes it clear that the trembling is actually uh, in fear. <laughs> well, it could be in fear, but it's also waiting for. Um, you know, you're waiting for the bad thing to happen to the bad people. Right. So in some ways it actually should be like, it's going to happen to the invading nation. Right. So he's like, I'm going to wait for like, I'm waiting patiently because the bad guys are going to finally go down. The day of calamity is going to, going to get the nation that's invading us. Um, and that, you know, but so it doesn't, I guess you would wait in fear because things aren't, things aren't well. And I think that's what he's going to get into here in these next verses is like, well, you shouldn't really actually be happy because your situation isn't good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like in verse 17, uh, a lot of bad things are happening. Yes. Fig trees are, do not bud. There's no, no more. That means no more fig Newtons. You can never have another fig Newton in your life. Yeah. And you know, figs are the most disgusting tree plant ah. I've ever had. Fig Newtons. They're all right. I can eat a fig Newton. I cannot stomach a fig. You disgusting. Can't eat a fig? No, disgusting. I love them, man. I figs think they're are pretty so gross. tasty, man. <laughs> figs are good. I think figs like first, but let's put yourself back in this day, in this era you were like, you know, out in the middle of wherever you can't, there's no Seven Eleven to go get a Slurpee. Um, you know, you can't go to the local, uh, uh, the local place to get a smoothie or an acai bowl or whatever, you know, your little delicacy is that you like all the burrito shops. They don't exist. There isn't a burrito <laughs> shop around. Okay. Um, pizza joints don't exist, but a fig tree, like a fig tree in the right season when you approach it, it's almost like candy hanging from a tree for someone back then. Maybe you don't like figs, but I'm saying it would be like showing up and seeing a fig tree that you could like just take. It's like free food and it's not just free food. It's like actually sweet and tasty. Um, maybe the next one would make more sense, right? The fig <laughs> yeah. tree doesn't bud. There are no grapes on the vines. Yeah. Now grape juice when I was a kid was like the ultimate juice. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's because it had the most sugar or something. I don't know why. 
Um, I loved grape juice. I thought it was the best. Um, grapes, like if you would get grapes as a kid too, like, you know, your parents like, oh, here, have some grapes. Of all the fruit that you could eat, watermelon usually was pretty top of the list for me. But grapes were pretty high up too because they had a lot of sugar. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they did have a lot of sugar. And back then, for all of you who are old enough to uh, enjoy alcoholic beverages, um, grapes is where they got their wine. And yeah. wine was kind of like a pretty big deal back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if there's no grapes on the vines, that means like, hey, you're going to go without your your wine uh, for a considerable amount of time. And, and even from a scien- scientific standpoint, the drinking wine then was actually healthier than drinking water because water was not purified. It would just be from the ground or from leaves or wherever you could find it. Yeah. Whereas the, the wine was, was made with a process that would make it actually yep. safer to drink. And several times in the Bible, there are stories of God's people drinking water and having the water be bitter. Um, that's the term that they would use for it being bad. Uh, and so God miraculously filtered water for people in scripture a couple different times. Um, so yeah, right on the, right, right on the money there. That's totally true. Like wine was actually helpful for that reason. Um, the other thing that's happening, it says the olive crops have failed. Now, you know, I don't know what olives mean to you now. When was the last time you cracked open a jar of olives and just started eating them? Probably not, you know, anytime recently. Uh, but in almost like if you like pizza, what do you use for the oil? A lot of people use olive oil. Like olive That's oil right. is a big deal. Uh, and yeah. a lot of the olive trees they would use for, for everything. Like the wood was used to make tools. The uh, oil was used not just to eat, but also to like light lamps and stuff. So this is like, there's a lot of problems happening. And it, it follows it up saying, in the fields produce no food. Yeah. Terrible. Not like a little bit of food, like nothing. Zero. No food at all. And continuing on regarding food, no sheep in the pen. Fresh out of sheep. And no cattle in the stalls. It's like no food and no food again. No burgers, man. We're out of burgers and we're out of milk. Yep. That's and you know, no wool from the sheep to maybe stay warm if they were doing that back then. You got no clothes, you got no oil, you got no milk. What would you do if this was your situation, Pat? I um I would probably start walking and in search of something. You would I don't go know find if I something would, better. Yeah, I don't know if I would sit around idly saying like, okay, well, it's just a bad year for <laughs> for all of the crops and stuff. I would probably just say if I'm going to survive, I need to start moving. I need to like go somewhere. I gotta like go. I gotta go seek out all of these things. Yeah, I, it's time for a change, right? Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Yeah, and you know, I might be that way. Kind of knowing myself, when things get really tough, a lot of the times I try to dig in. You know, like I try to stay in one place, and I say I'll wait it out. You know, I'll uh, I'll wait till this all kind of goes over um or i get really frustrated and you know start complaining and being angry about it or you know 
I'll, I'll try to get to work to fix the problem. But, uh, but Habakkuk in this, uh, in this passage does something different. Verse 18, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my savior. Wow. Now this, this brings up a really big question that I think a lot of people have. And I, and I have, I've had this question of God a lot too, is where is God when times are tough? When things are not going the way we want them to go, when there's no, uh, it seems like there's no hope. When we read the newspapers, you know, we go online, hear what's happening in the world. And we're like, wait a minute, everything's terrible. Where is God? Um, and most of the time, the answer to that is, well, either God's not real. That's what some people will assume. They'll say, well, then God can't be real because if God was real, he would intervene. He would do something in this. Uh, that's one option people take. Another option people take is, well, God just must not care about me. Uh, that would be a second option. So you might say, well, God's not real or God doesn't care about me. Another option would be, well, God is uh, teaching me a lesson. This must be some kind of punishment. God's punishing me. Uh, and that's why everything's terrible. And what I read here is I don't see in the Bible any of these options being taken, right? Right. The option that's chosen here is rejoicing in the Lord. And, and being joyful. What? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. My last thoughts, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like the last thing you'd go to, you know, it's like today as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about the world and, you know, you read all the news articles and you, in in the way that everything's portrays, it's like, everything's going bad. Um, for me to take that in and my natural reaction to that would be like, well, I guess we got to pray more or I guess we need to uh, ask ask God through prayer to fix all these problems, or we need to work really hard to fix all these problems. But uh, there's a different approach and it's this, it's, it's rejoicing in the Lord and being joyful in God. Yeah. Yeah. And even going on the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Now, the sovereign sovereign Lord is my strength is kind of, I feel like that should be included in verse 18 also along with, I will rejoice and I'll be joyful. Uh, Cause it's really identifying uh, the strength. The Lord is the strength to get through the hard times. Yeah. Yeah. God is, God is the strength. And you know, you think about like, well, what is it about God that we're seeing here? Um, what is God doing for, for the psalmist who's writing this, right? It's the sovereign Lord um, is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Now, what does a deer foot look like? It's a hoof. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a hoof. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it, I don't know. I wouldn't think like the feet of a deer are all that impressive. But, but what's impressive about deer? Well, a couple things. One is they're like, they can go super fast. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, they can go in like just about every kind of terrain. Well, yeah, I was just about to say, I think that's what the way the hoof is so good because they can go anywhere and it doesn't matter if it's wet, cold, ice, doesn't matter. They're going to have some traction and they're not going to feel uh sharp 
needles or thorns that they step on or or anything like that. It's robust. It's like us wearing shoes almost. Yeah, I, I was a little bit of a confession. I love robot videos. It's fascinating <laughs> to me to watch robot robots do the things that they do. And Boston Dynamics has a robot called Spot. And there's a bunch of videos on Spot the robot. Uh, and Spot has four legs and walks on four legs. Um, the top speed of Spot is only three miles an hour. If Spot falls over, it can put itself like back upright and it can climb stairs. It can do a lot of really cool things for a robot that, that has actual legs. Um, but Spot compared to a deer, <laughs> it's like yeah. nowhere near the right. same, right. right? A deer yeah. can jump, a deer can leap, a deer can go on you know, really thick grass, a deer can go way faster. Yeah. Um, spot costs seventy five thousand dollars if you wanted to buy one. Um, you know there are deer everywhere right now. Like God is amazing at what God can make and what God can do. So when God can make our feet that might feel clumsy like the feet of a deer, um, you know we can go through some pretty tough things in life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to wrap this up, Jamie, I think the only best way to wrap this up is to say, you know, you're a guitar player. <laughs> Next time you pull out the old guitar, uh, I think you need to try to play this on your stringed instrument. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and maybe in the original language, too. We can uh, see if I can dust off some of the Hebrew skills and sing an awful, awful rendition of this. How about that? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in to today's <laughs> devotional. Happy New Year. I was just given this. It's a little thing, so happy New Year. We'll, we'll end with that. Really cute. Looks like a beard now. Yeah. There you go. Hey, there you go. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everyone. (laughs)